Hey lovelies, welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life. But I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. The beauty of it is we will do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 10, Release It and Them. This week, I've had the opportunity to kind of sit in the middle of a topic about releasing things, whether it's previous hurts, um, poor decisions, um, feelings of guilt or shame, victimization, and all of the above. And I will tell you guys that it has probably been the most overwhelmingly awesome experience ever. I think anytime that we get the opportunity to sit in where we are and be able to reflect on where we've come from and where we're going is always a good time. But I will tell you, it can produce some really interesting feelings once you've taken the opportunity to really sit there and understand that as we're asking God to heal us or deliver us from things, it could potentially bring out some stuff that we thought we weren't ready to deal with. But of course, you know, in his strength, we can accomplish that. And so it started off this week, just going through an exercise where, um, we wrote some things on Popsicle Six um, in regards to things that we were shamed of or whatever the case may be um, in my group. And it's not important to talk about what, when, where, and how, I'll never do that. But that exercise really showed me something. One, you know, that when we are asking God to change us, there are some things that he can reveal to us that you may not want to deal with, you may not want to address, you may have thought that you had overcame it or freed from it. But if it comes to mind, most times that means that we have not truly released it and given it over to God. But in that exercise, you know, it was so overwhelming to see the number of things that I still carried around as a threat. And what I mean by threat is a threat of being found out or a threat of, you know, not being able to move forward because there's something that is still holding me bound. So that was one exercise. Then on, um, I think it was Wednesday of, of this past week, the day isn't important. You know, I was actually going through this um, break the cycle challenge that this group called Merit and Young put on. And it was all about, you know, becoming the best you to get prepared, to get prepared, not prepared, to get prepared for the next phase, which for a lot of people is marriage or whatever the case is. Well, a lot of that challenge that week, I kind of struggled with. And when I asked God, so what is it? I was so excited to sign up for it and really like take part because again, you know, I've been married before, but I'm looking forward to, you know, that that next marriage, the the last and final one, because we're not gonna make this a thing that we keep doing. So I definitely wanna be in the right headspace. And God very clearly and loudly said to me Tuesday morning that while, you know, this seems to be where I am and it sounds great, he wants me to focus on him first. 
And I think so often, you know, we struggle with that um, as a people. I'm no different. So this is there's no judgment here. But that's why that scripture in Matthew 6 and 6 and 33 is so important. You know, focus on the kingdom first and everything else will be added because so often we want everything else done first and okay god once our lives get settled then we're going to give you what's due to you not very successful in thought and definitely doesn't produce the fruit that we're looking for but still and yet you know i heard him and so i would dot in and out of the challenges i would you know look at some review the notes but it was never at the time in which it was going on it was i was always a day late or something like that because it became an afterthought but the one that i set still for happened to be the one in and around sexual sin and before everybody takes a deep breath it's not about to go that way unless it needs to but what I learned from that was, is that you have to call those things out as they are. You can't sugarcoat it with yourself. You definitely can't sugarcoat it with God because he already knows the poor decisions that we made in and around that area. And one of the exercises um, that the pastor who led that, because again, I was intent on watching it for whatever reason, and we don't have the time to go into how that wasn't the original plan, but it became the plan. And one of the things that the pastor ended with was write down a list of all of those sexual sins that you are struggling with. And at the end of it, we started calling out those things. And it's interesting how the list could go from the, the common things that you would think when there is a, a struggle with sexual sin, but the not so common things that one could struggle with. Like, you know, if there is a, if there's something that you watch or that you hear that begins to produce those feelings that could lead you down a different path, then you may need to be real with yourself. Like, can I handle being in this arena and still live my life out in the purpose that God has set forth? But again, it's not even so much about that as much as it was that exercise, because this is now the second exercise of the week where things are being written down and then called out and addressed, whether verbally, audibly, you know, in silence, whatever, through prayer and then dismissing them. So at the end of it, you know, we call those things out and we tore up the paper and moved on kind of with the the popsicle stick exercise where you write down what it is and then you break it up. And as you're breaking it up, you really give it over to God. So fast forward to this morning, I started praying and I started, you know, just asking God for some clarity on some things. And why is it that I still struggle with certain thought processes or, you know, why I'm curious about certain things. And it came to me very clear as day that I needed to release them. And in this particular case, it wasn't activities, actions, feelings, emotions. It was actual people. And, you know, there's a whole lot of talk about, you know, soul ties and kind of how that happens after you have been intimately involved with someone that you were not joined to in marriage. But the other part of that is, is that there are people that you can be holding on to that will frame up 
who you are today, whether it's a teacher that said that you couldn't do something, you would never amount to anything, or if it was some things that were spoken over you harshly by parents that didn't understand who you were and who you were called to be, so they may have misassessed some things. Whatever the case is, if it was said by a person, there's a great need to release them. And before I get into my, my act of release, you know, there are two scriptures, or actually three scriptures that kind of gave me some framework, which you guys have heard before, and we've often used them in a bunch of different settings, but I'm gonna show you how they apply now. And it's in Ephesians, and it's 4, verse 26, 27 and 31. So 26 is in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. And if you move down to verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice. So what those scriptures spoke to me was in this release that if I don't let it go, it will produce all sorts of awful fruit in my life that could possibly get me off course or send me down a path that I really don't want to be on, maybe never intended to be on, but now I'm here because I gave all of those things life. I allowed them to take root in my life and then they frame up some unhealthy behaviors, patterns, feelings, emotions, and I can't do anything with it at this point, but give it over to God. And I say, but not as if there is another opportunity or that's the last opportunity, but let's just be honest. We will do everything, but sit still long enough to give it over to him and let him work it out. So that's where the transitional, but came from. So as I think about those scriptures and I think about all the people in my life that I needed to release. They left something behind that created an angerness and a bitterness. They have, I allowed them because again, we can only intake what we allow from people. And it's different if something happened to you that you had no control over. But so often we allow people to leave something behind. One, because we're struggling with knowing who we are and so on and so forth. But I think about those individuals that left a negative impact on me and how I have allowed who they were, what they said, how they treated me to be so much of my present today. And when I started to write the list of individuals that I needed to release, y'all, it was in my best Alabama, y'all, it was a lot because as I'm writing the names, God began to reveal to me that I needed to speak out after I release them what it is that I'm releasing surrounding that person. I'll give you an example. There's a gentleman that I dated, or you could say that I dated, however you want to call the situation, over 20 years ago. And so I'll be 38 this year. So I met him when I was like 17. And of course, the relationship took all wrong turns and was not definitely a godly relationship, if I can be honest. And literally for the past 20 years, at some point in time, 
I looked for him. He moved out of the state of Alabama and so did I and so did I, but I looked for him. Couldn't find him. Always wondered, you know, was he alive? What happened? You know, where is he? What he's doing now? And not because he left such an amazing impression upon me because he didn't. Everything about that situation was toxic, toxic. I was left broken. I was left hurt. All of the emotions surrounding this individual were not good, but still and yet I had this strong desire to know where he was and what was going on. So as I wrote his name down, I began to say, Lord God, I release, fill in the blank, to you right now. And I began to speak through the hold that this person had on me. I had to be honest with God and say, that relationship was not anything that was glorifying you in this relationship. I compromised in this relationship. You know, I did not feel like I was worthy of anything better. And so I began to audibly tell God why I needed to release this person. The impression that they left upon me was not a good one. And I've held on to them for 20 years because that would be the only reason why I would want to reach out to someone consistently that left a bad mark. So I released him this morning today. And as I went down that list of people that I was holding on to, oh my God, it got so overwhelmingly exhausting, but I felt free at the same time because one, I didn't realize the hold that the individual had over me. And something that I read earlier today talked about um, renouncing things because think about it you know so often and we'll use relationships um, to kind of gear us in this one we've said to someone I will love you forever you know I'll always love you you know you'll always be the one for me and in some cases that is true but in most cases that person stopped being the one and you really couldn't love them forever in the way that you intended it when you said it. And so I was like, man, how awesome is that? And so I think about those individuals that I've carried around with me and some of those declarations or promises that I made in and around them. And I had to start speaking that off of me as well and say, I renounce the fact that I made that empty promise that I did not know that I could keep. And you'll never understand the power of the tongue until you've either spoken something negative into your life or the lives of others, or you've spoken something positive into your life or the lives of others. So as I renounce that, that declaration that was made prematurely, was I able to really understand the freedom that was behind it? So again, as I and it and it took some time as I got through my list and got down to even people that I no longer remembered their name, but I remembered something that was said over me. I remember an action that happened or or exchange that happened in between me and the unknown person because again, I can't remember their name. I had to release that. So that's why it's about releasing it in them because there are some situations where you don't even remember the person. You just remember how they made you feel. You remember, you know, the things that they did to, you know, jumpstart your downward spiral, whatever the case is. And 
I had to release them, had to forgive them. I had to understand that while this was a moment that did not make me feel good and left an impression that God still has everything under control. And even in that negative situation, he still gets the glory and the honor because I'm talking about it with you today. So it still can serve the most amazing purpose and a part of this exercise was to give it to all of you who are listening to make some lists of your own and look at how much your life will change once you decide to let go of the bitterness, the rage and the anger, the disappointment, the hurt, the letdown, the the overwhelmingly, you know, exhausting emotion of that situation or that person and really allowing God to like hold you tight right there because I know for sure once you do this exercise you will come to really understand God's grace because even though those people left something behind that was damaging it did not kill you and in most cases it made you increasingly aware of what it is you deserve what it is you need what it is you desire it provided a testimony that you could share with someone else who have been going through something so even though you needed to release the hurt or the negative impact God has still been able to get the glory from the experience because you're strong enough to talk about it and to share with people and to say, hey, you know, while I may have not handled it the best way, I was there. I was in that place. And this is how I came out of it. And it's so important that you do that. So I encourage all of you guys who are listening to spend the next couple of days and ask God to help you make a list of situations, people, cities even. There are some people who, when you think about, you know, a certain city, it has such a stronghold on you because something negative took place there. And as you make that list, you ask God to give you clarity on what about it you need to release. What about that person you need to release? And watch him do an amazing work in that. And just like every podcast, you'll hear me say this very thing. You have to be willing to do the work. So we've heard the old cliche of I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. So if you truly are sick and tired of dealing with one through 10, then you will stop, take that moment, write that list of things that you need to release and you will give them over to God freely and you will believe with all your might, just like I did this morning, that I've been released from them, that I've released those people back to themselves. I've released those feelings back to where they need to go because I'm on a journey. So if you go in boldly with it, don't go in timid thinking it may or may not work, but go in boldly that what you're about to do is about to change your whole very existence. You will see some healing and some forgiveness and some understanding and some growth from that moment. But there is work that has to be done. And if you're willing to do it, you will see that your life will never ever be the same. Thanks guys for spending these few moments with me. 
I am so praying that you were able to get the heart of this message and that it will uh, it will do something that will change your life forever. Until next time, have a great day on purpose.